0: What's up y'all welcome back to another episode of the andrea janae podcast where the sole purpose here is that you will hear something that will encourage you challenge you but most importantly something that will transform you so that you can continue to live your best life for christ today we are going to talk about being the first to do it now. What do I mean about being the first? Well, for me, being the first was being the first person to go to college and get my college degree. It also meant being the first to accept Jesus as my personal savior and actually live a saved life. I did not grow up in the church. We went to church here and there, Christmas, Easter, but I didn't grow up in the church and nor do I come from a family of ministers. Now I've shared with you guys that I was saved at 16. That was by way of invitation. My best friend invited me to her church in high school and that's where I accepted Christ as my personal savior and that's where I would spend my next 13 years serving in that church and in ministry. So that was a first for me. But what I didn't realize is that was the beginning of many firsts for me, that the beginning of this new life and being a new creature meant that God would do a lot of firsts in me and through me because there is a generation after me who will need What God has started and begun in me. And so for you, maybe being the first is also being the first to go to college. Or maybe being the first means the first one to write that book. Maybe being the first means the first to seek out therapy because for the longest time, the excuse was, well, that runs in the family. But With you, this is where it stops and where it runs out. I don't know what the first may look like for you, but what I do know is that being the first to do something without a blueprint isn't easy. Matter of fact, we can come up with a million excuses and reasons why God shouldn't use us or why God couldn't use us or why it could never happen instead of just giving God a yes. And saying, God, I don't know how, but I will trust you and I will enjoy the process. I will enjoy every single thing along the way. So, if I may, I would like to share three things with you that I believe God had to help me understand and come to grips with so that I would stop making the excuses as to why He couldn't use me, also. And so that. I could continue to live my best life for him. Everything that he has for me, I desire, and you should desire it too. But we also have to get to a point where when God gives us something to do, or he says that he's going to do something through us, that we will believe it no matter what it may look like. We have to remember that God sees the bigger picture. We only see a part but God is looking for our obedience. So here we go. Point number one, just because no one in your family has ever done it, doesn't mean you can't. I, being a living example of this, am a firm believer that God specializes in reaching into people's families finding somebody who will have a heart for him, pulling them out and literally just destining them for greatness. And two people come to mind when I think of this. One, King David. We always talk about him being king, but we don't talk about how he was actually the first person in his family to be king. He was the youngest of eight and they had him outside keeping the sheep. The Bible says that he was ruddy with bright eyes and good looking. And we learn that David was a man after God's own heart. He took this young shepherd's boy, anointed him, appointed him king. And later we find out that through his lineage, The King of Kings would come, Jesus Christ. There was a bigger picture as to why God allowed him to be the first. Another person who comes to mind that we don't really talk about is Amos. If you don't know who Amos is, Amos is one of the 12 minor prophets. So, quick teaching moment for those of you that may not know. You have five major prophets, and so you have five books, and then you have 12 minor prophets, which are 12 other books in the Bible. And so major and minor has nothing to do with significance, it just has to do with how big their books were. Some had more to do than others, and that's okay. But when you go to Amos 7 and 14, it says that Amos said to Amaziah, I was no prophet, neither was I a prophet's son. I was a herdsman and a dresser of sycamore trees and a gatherer of sycamore figs. And the Lord took me as I followed the flock. And the Lord said to me, go prophesy to my people Israel. Right? Amos was like, listen. I was no prophet, neither was my father a prophet, but the Lord came and he told me to go prophesy, period, right? God specializes in this and what I'm learning is that God is not concerned about who or who hasn't done it in your family. What he is concerned about is your heart posture and your obedience, And that when I came into the understanding and the revelation of Amos and these scriptures, that I myself cannot make the excuse anymore that just because it hasn't been done in my own family, God, there's no way that you're gonna be able to do it in me. I constantly Wrestle with the fact that I have a heart to do ministry, and that I have a heart to teach, and that I want to be able to rightly divide this word of truth and be able to teach it to others well. But I always present the excuse to God that God, nobody in my family has done it, so how could you do it through me? But it's no longer excuse anymore because God has shown me through David and Amos that. He is more than capable of doing it through me if I give him a yes. And so the same goes for you. Just because it hasn't been done in your family doesn't mean you can't. All right. Point number two. You won't have all the details, but do it anyway. You won't have all the details to the book that you're supposed to write, but start anyway. You won't know how you're going to pay for college, but apply anyway. You won't know if the first, second, or third therapist will be a good fit for you, but start anyway. You won't have all the details. But if God has given you the idea, if God has placed a seed in you, start anyway and do it scared. When God told Abraham to leave his country, his people and his father's household to the land that he would show him, he didn't question. He didn't ask for all the details. He just went. And God was like, oh, and by the way, Um, I'm going to make you into a great nation, right? He told Abraham to leave everything that he was comfortable with. And he told him that he would let him know that he arrived where he needed to arrive when he got there. No details. And sometimes God does that to us, right? He gives us the idea. He gives us the seed. He tells us to go. And he gives us a bit of the end piece, but there's no in-between. There's no detail, And what I'm learning is that the clarity and the blessing, again, it lies on the other side of your obedience. Can I just tell you that I wrestled with starting this podcast because I did not have all the details. I would get an idea of a name. I would get a little bit of what I wanted the podcast to do for my audience, I would get a topic here and there. I would get a little bit about how, which way the topic could go, but nothing came together in a full, clear understanding of what this podcast would do or be. It wasn't until a couple weeks ago when I finally sat down and said, yes, God, we are going to do this. I'm going to lock myself in this house until I get my first episode done. And when I started to actually lay out the episode and allow God to speak to me, it was then that my tagline came together, that the scripture and the basis of what this podcast would do and be all came together It was after I finally made up in my mind that I was going to give God a yes and that we were going to go full throttle on this. Sometimes, if not majority of the time, y'all, the clarity and the blessing is on the other side of your obedience. You will not have all the details and that's okay. But if you give him a yes, I promise you, It'll all make sense in the process and in the end. All right, now point number three. The purpose is bigger than yourself. That the reason and the purpose as to why God wants to begin a new work in you or do something new through you or lay out a different blueprint with you as the vessel is because the purpose that God has in the long run is bigger than you. Can we go back to King David for a minute? That even though King David was a man after God's own heart, one of the major things he wanted to do for God with all his heart was build him a temple for the Ark of the Covenant. The Ark of the Covenant in the Old Testament represented God's presence. And because David had so much blood on his hands, he was not able to do that. But God had promised that it would be fulfilled, but it wouldn't be him who got to build the temple. It would be his son, who we know as King Solomon, who was one of the wisest kings. But David didn't complain, when he found out he wouldn't be able to build a temple. Instead, he made sure that Solomon had everything he needed so that he would be able to carry that out in the spirit of excellence for God, that it would be done to perfection. And sometimes we think that, God, why can I lay the blueprint and fulfill it? God will do many of great things through you. But there will be some things that God just needs you to lay the blueprint for because the purpose is bigger than you. It has to do with generations that will come after you. And what an honor it is to be the vessel to lay out the blueprint. The blueprint I wish I had God, will start that with you. You know who else comes to mind who came and laid out a blueprint for us? Jesus. Jesus came to fulfill the law. Not only did he come to fulfill the law, but he came to be the living example of how we should live as people of God here on earth. And in John 14 and 12, not only did he say that because we believe in him, that we would be able to do the same works as him, but he said that we would be able to do even greater works. Why? Because now we have the blueprint. We have the Bible to reference on how we ought to live this life full of Christ and how we should share Christ with others. We have the Holy Ghost to remind us and to lead us and to guide us. We have a blueprint. Jesus knew that him going to the cross was bigger than himself. He laid out a blueprint for us, y'all. I often talk about how long it took me to finish college. And sometimes I allow myself to be shameful about how long it took me instead of being grateful that I was able to just accomplish it regardless of how much I struggled through it. And what God had to show me was that experience was actually bigger than myself. That it had to do more so with the generation coming after me than it really had to do with me. Because now my cousin, Jaden, who was 12, is thinking about attending accredited schools to set him up for college. My aunt often reminds me that out of all the people who are excited about me graduating, it was my cousin Jaden because he was watching. And so it's important that we get to the point where if God plants the seed in us, if he gives us the idea, if he tells us to write the book, if he tells us to start the ministry, if he tells you to go to therapy, whatever it is he's trying to get you to do we have to get to a point where we are quick to give him a yes before we are quick to give him an excuse because our obedience and our yes is tied to generations it's bigger than us what we fail to realize is that our obedience can set up generations for generational blessings but our disobedience can set up generations for generational curses which one will you choose fam Someone is waiting for your obedience. Someone is waiting for your yes. Someone is waiting for the blueprint that God has given you to lay out for the next person so that they could carry out what God has given them to do. How long are you going to keep them waiting? How long are you going to keep wrestling with yourself and giving God excuses as to why you can't be the first one to do it? Remember, Philippians 4.13 says that you could do all things through Christ who gives you strength. You are a child of God. And through Christ, you can do this. Well, all right, y'all. I pray you heard something that will encourage you something that will challenge you but most importantly something that will transform you so that you will be obedient and give God a yes. Now go and live your best life for Christ. Love y'all.